indigenous music culture. Revolutions per minute. You're an angel, you know that? I was like, what? So I had no idea, like, you know, 16, my pops tell me that, that I'm native, you know? Episode 14, Mesoamerica. Hey, my name is Oz12, and this is RPM. Indigenous music culture. Let's talk about symbols for a second. Like, for example, the flags of Canada and the United States of America, a maple leaf and the stars and stripes. There's nothing on either flag that speaks of pre-colonial times, nothing to symbolize the long history of indigenous peoples on these lands. If you take a look at the flag of Mexico, though, it's a bit different. Smack dab in the middle, there's a golden eagle with a serpent in its claws. That is an Aztec symbol. Revolutions per minute. Scholars like to talk about the Aztec civilization as though it's a thing of the past, but as the flag suggests, the Aztec culture is alive and kicking with a rhythmic revolution. This is episode 14 of RPM, Mesoamerica. I'll speak with the musical architects of the Mexican indigenous revival, musicians from two legendary bands, Yaut from Aslan Underground, and Zero from El Vu. While they murdered Galileo for writing lies, we were mapping stars, writing rhymes, predicting what would happen in this here time. Contact this is RPM. Let's get this revolution started, yo. My name is Yao Masawa and I'm from the occupied land right here we call Aslan. We're right here in Southern California, according to the colonial map, right here in the, in the Tatavium land, in the, in the Tongva land right here with with original lands of so-called uh, Los Angeles, right? And, uh, you know, right here, you know, representing the, the, the natives from the, the meso part of our continent right here. That creates all the sorrow we're living and something for a better tomorrow Being proud to be brown, vision won't stop there I grew up in a, in a part of the city of L.A., uh, which is like the northern part of San Fernando Valley. Growing up in this part of L.A., it happened to be that the Previously, it used to be a farm area. Like uh, they, there would be lots of, lots of oranges, lots of olives, lots of lemons. And so, during the depression of the 30s, there was like a, a mass arrival of poor whites from Oklahoma. And so, where I grew up, there were, the descendants of them lived in the same town, and they were poor whites. And here, you know, I was like, I was like, you know, that Chicano kid, like growing up, and I encountered a lot of racism. I encountered a lot of like. They used to call me, you know, wetback beaner. They used to beat me up when I was second grade. I used to have to walk down the street every day and they'd beat me up um, at school. They harassed the other Chicano kids. And in fact, like, as opposed to East LA, where you would join a gang because you didn't have um, family, like over here we joined a gang because of that reason, but also to protect ourselves from the white people here because it was a hostile. You know, back in the 80s, there was a lot of like a punk rock activity going on, and I identified with the punk rock kind of mindset of like a, of a social unrest and 
basically not feeling comfortable with the dominant culture. And I guess it, it was part of my own internalized colonialism trying to becoming to having a, a self-awareness of something wasn't right. So anyway, there was a band back then called uh, Southern Death Cult that became Death Cult and then The Cult. And uh, the singer Ian, he, he grew up on a Cree Reserve in Canada. I guess. He was from England, but for a part of his life, he was on a Cree Reserve. So he was deeply inspired by uh, a lot of the culture. So he would sing about, you know, the four directions. He would sing about, like, Mother Earth. And I totally identified with that. Then um, one day I had a poster in my, in my house and my pops, you know, so what do you, why are you, I was sitting bull, and he goes, why are you tripping on that? Why do you, why do you have that? You know, big old indio on your, on your wand. I go, because it's dope, like what they talk about. And then, then he told me, you know, you're, you're an indio, you know that? I was like, what? So I had no idea, like, you know, 16, whatever, my pops tell me that, that I'm native, you know? Like, all I knew that I was a beaner, I was a wetback, I was Mexican, I was illegal, you know what I'm supposedly, allegedly. And so, so that was like a big transformation. So at that point, then I started to seek out my roots. And around that time, hip hop was emerging like Public Enemy, you know. And then we're and we're hearing Public Enemy like I'm a black man, I could never be a veteran, and all that, and all that self, you know, awareness and self identity. And then right there, it was like, yo, you know, we need to be our own PE for the people, you know, and bring in the indigenous instruments that we learned in the Aztec dance, you know, like the wewe, which is you know the ancient one, and the flutes, and mesh it with the program, you know, the ancient with the modern, you know, and and, and mix it in. And uh, use it as a bridge, you know, and as a kind of like a call, you know, for people to see who they are, you know, because like, a lot of us in our community, you know, they're, they, at that time, they were like, you tell them, oh man, I'm, you know, you're native, like, well, I'm not a native man, like, they like, get out stuff and stuff, you know, like, and now you, all these people got Nahuatl names, and it's beautiful, you know, all these, you see all these Chicanos with Nahuatl names. Tlaka Amotik Maka, Tlazotla. Nahuatl is a... You know, because there are many tribes, you know, nations in within, you know, the so-called parts of uh, they call Mexico, Mexico, um, or Mexico, the original way to say it. But um, because of the layers of colonialism and and, and acculturation for the Spanish, you know, the real the tribal ties of exactly what nations are sometimes, you know, clouded. So so basically, like with people's self awareness of, of who we are, we. We kind of identify with the lingua franca, if you will, of, you know, Nahuatl. And so Nahuatl is a, is a Mexican language or Aztec language. I call myself Yao because that's Nahuatl and it means enemy warrior, right? And that's to identify with the rest of us who are awakening to who we are as indigenous people, you know? Like, we obviously have the bloodline, you know, but we have been removed, you know, like, been so colonized for so many generations to be Catholic and speak Spanish that, you know, slowly but surely we are um, coming back to the language and that's what brings us to the music and the song Moslita kind of it was the first song that we have completely in Nahuatl, which is what we're trying to do to try to bring back a, a full sense of who we are as indigenous people, you know? Oh, 
What does Mosita mean? Mosita means to see tomorrow. The lyrics are basically that, you know, we've been blinded by the ways of the white people and we've been removed from the ways of the earth. And because if you open your heart, creator lives in your heart and creator is the earth. And the earth is sick. And if the earth is sick, then we're sick. You know, because creator lives in our heart and we come and we sing that angry songs. We sing the songs of love. We call out to you. We call out to you. The conqueror people have brought us these ways, but but we think that there is a tomorrow and we live to see tomorrow. So that's pretty much what the, the lyrics are, you know, and now what? And that's why it's called Mostly That to See Tomorrow. Papa omitted men who find your love. Listening to the song Moslita by Aslan Underground on RPM.FM. Indigenous music culture. This is episode 14, Mesoamerica. My name is Oz12. Aslan is the legendary homeland of the Aztec or Mexica people. In addition to the Aztecs, Mexico is still home to the descendants of another great Mesoamerican civilization, the Maya. My next guest is from a band that pays tribute to the Maya with their name, El Vu. His name is Zero. Here he is on RPM.FM. My name is Zero, and uh, I come from East Los Angeles, but my spirit, you know, comes from Mexico. You know, the Mesoamerican uh, ancient culture of the Mexica which are better known as the Aztecs. It's like, it's like, it's like a, a galactic knowledge, a cosmic wisdom. Music is a very special thing to me. Even before I found my culture, I always felt like I was a musician. When I found my culture and I put both of them together, that was when the magic started happening. That was when I found purpose in life and I knew that um, speaking my culture through music was going to really help me as a person and accidentally helping other people too because, you know, they find identity through what I say. And really all I'm really saying is my music is a conversation to myself. You know, this is these are my thoughts, my, my vibrations, my innermost... Um, quiet moments, you know, and, and you write it down on paper and, and you say it as sincerely as you possibly can. 
and there's the magic and um you know doing it with a cultural emphasis and an understanding of who you are is really a great honor and pleasure uh, where does the name el vu come from well, one day me and Victor E were in my uh, bedroom and we were like, okay, let's start a group. And obviously the first thing you say is, well, what's going to be the name? You know, and uh, I went after Quetzalcoatl, which was, you know, a representation of the wind or knowledge, you know, and uh, Victor really felt like that was a little bit too, too progressive. So we just put a, a big old stack of books and we started reading and just looking through the pages and looking through the pages. And finally we got to the Kichem Maya, Popol Vuh. And that, I looked up the meaning, this is before the internet was blazing fast, you know, we didn't have Google yet. <laughs> so I looked up the meaning in a book I had, and it said it, it was the Great Council book. And we took the vu part, meaning book, and put the book, and that was our story. And each rhyme was a page in that book. So that was El Bu, and that is El Bu actually. While they murdered Galileo for writing lies We were mapping stars, writing rhymes Predicting what would happen in this here time Complex calculations, metaphoric explanations Take a look at the constellations You don't need a telescope, just ceremony and hope And a little bit of faith, you can't escape You can't destroy what you didn't make The pressure's too heavy, you're about to break Just this curandero's tape We went to Mexico City um, recently And we obviously performed our material there and they were as shocked as you were in Canada when we did it because they couldn't comprehend how people from East Los Angeles would have such an interest in who they are and where they come from you know and uh, we had some very high intellectual writers for newspapers questioning going well I don't understand why you are into this and I go well it's something that helped me get to the next level it helped me become an adult it helped me become a human being these philosophies are ancient and they have beautiful meanings behind them you know to find that identity and then to share that with people i mean it's it's crazy it was trippy to go to mexico city the place where it's from and to feel like oh wow this is weird you know that you're talking about this indigenous stuff you know so we come back home and we go to east los angeles or we play in los angeles and sometimes we get that adversity where you know people feel like well i'm not you know an indio or or whatever although it's it's been it's been a a progressive shift forward because now they're starting to realize how profound these individuals were and what kind of knowledge they had so now it's not so much i'm not that anymore or i'm i really don't know that i'm that because you know, when the early 90s came with Us on Underground and, you know, Quinto Sol and El Bu and, and you know, this this has been going on for a while. So now people are starting. It, it's already taken root and and become something. So but we still have every now and again um, someone who just doesn't really relate to that indigenous message because we were born in the United States, you know. From the beginning, we carried the wisdom within Yet religion multiplied and caused division They lied till we were sinning when we were with nature living Blinded our inner vision, binded our intuition that we lost it when they brought it Television, now I'm sipping this Yeah, I saw you guys did a show with KRS-One Yeah, that, that was amazing That was like life, that was like one in a moment Like, you couldn't believe it, you know And the story behind it was so hilarious Because KRS-One didn't even want us to go on 
that was the funny part you know is because he was running late and you know he was all well do you mind if we just skip over you and then my our manager at the time michael frias who's a great manager i mean he's one of the best in la man he was just vigilant about no we have a contract we have a contract so we ended up getting our 10 minutes in front of karis one and then after that karis one just really you know giving us homage and then you know respect and love and 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 an understanding that we're doing the same thing in the same way you know and then he came out with the song as technical with the video yeah i don't know i don't know how to comment on that because it sounded like he read a book you know and then he put that book into rhyme which is really the technique that a lot of uh, mcs use and uh, and sometimes when you do that it, it comes off a little like you know, the only problem I had with the song was when he said that, you know, we how great we were, how intellectual we were, how smart we were, but yet we were able to be fooled by Spaniards. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I had a problem with that because we weren't fooled by Spaniards. We knew that they were coming and we had already foreseen it through the mathematical equations and our ceremonies led us to believe that the time was coming where our world would end but it would it would return and now we're in that time where you know we're returning to our roots not only native people but people all across the world we recently came out with the EP, you know, uh, late last year, and uh, we entitled it, uh, you know, Winter Solstice, because we were trying to put out four songs on each corner of, you know, the solstice, the equinoxes of the year. So we did one song with Rocco from Maldita Vecindad, who is a Mexican ska god over there in Mexico City. And uh, we were honored to have him on our track for Ciudad Celestial. And uh, that was an amazing experience in itself. I mean, we went to Mexico City, we filmed a video on the temples of Teotihuacan. And it was such a great honor to be able to do that. I mean, that, that's a once in a lifetime kind of thing. I remember um, having a, a, I think it was an email, if not a Facebook, of, of a person that said that she was pretty depressed one day and that her friend invited her to one of our shows. And uh, she wasn't actually looking for anything until she actually heard the music. After she heard the music, she writes us this really long email telling us, you know, how thankful she is to us because she said that she didn't have a place in this world until she heard the music.
Prometeo. Somos gente de ciencia honrando creación. You're listening to Revolutions Per Minute, also known as RPM. This has been episode 14, Mesoamerica. You heard the music of two bands on this episode, Elvu, which we're listening to right now, and Aslan Underground. To hear previous episodes of RPM, discover tons of amazing indigenous music and musicians, or catch up with the latest news from around the world of indigenous music culture, visit our website, rpm.fm. And you can join this revolution by connecting with us at RPMFM on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. My name is Oz12. It's been great to be here with you again, but I'm out. Tiawi. You know, the world is abundant. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to be Jimi Hendrix. Like, just pick up a guitar and be happy. If that's what you love to do, then you do it, you know, and you do it to the fullest. And that that that's when a real artist comes into play, you know, where he goes, he doesn't compromise himself. And we have this skewed view of an artist that, you know, he's this poor guy that has to compromise himself. And that's not true. You can be very well off and... Um, in terms of how well known you want to be, it, it just depends on how much love you put into your music, you know, and if you put 100% love into your music, then that's going to reflect. RPM.